Okay, well, let's let's get started. Uh, today is uh, September 18th, uh, 2016. Uh, this is the Novel Ideas book group, and we are discussing the novel uh, A Brother's Blood by Michael C. White. You know, I tried to find a bi- some bio information on Michael C. White, and he does have a website. I think it's Michael C. White dot something or other probably com and you know it really didn't have a lot of information about him it 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 has like a short paragraph about his six or seven books that he's written but you know i'm not gonna i mean y'all can go look up stuff like that i I wanted to get some personal information about him and uh it, it was pretty sparse to be honest with you i don't think he had an entry on wikipedia if it did if he did i couldn't find him you know michael white's a real common name and there's several I've noted people that that have different initials with that name, but uh, I couldn't find much on him. I think he lives in Connecticut. That, that that's about it. And uh, he may have been associated with one of the universities up that way at some point in time. But uh, there you go. That's uh, that's little or nothing. But uh, uh, if you want, you know, you, you can you can look him up if you want to find out what other books he's he's written. Like I say, there's there, there's a handful and a, and a few, but uh, n- not a lot. But uh, uh, let's just get people's comments about the book and, and, and Tim, let's, let us know what you thought about A Brother's Blood. Friendly correction, this isn't novel ideas, it's, it's worlds of books. I thought only I would do that. You know, I, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about this book because it's a mystery and I actually don't tend to like mysteries. Um, so that part of the story, um, to be honest, I, I probably paid less attention to than the rest of the group. So if it was considered a good mystery or not, I, I, I honestly, I don't know because I don't read that many mysteries. Um, but I thought it was really good in the, I thought he was a very good writer actually. And he described this town and like the atmosphere and everything really, really well. Like I had a really good sense of Libby and and her whole situation and what this town was like. There was one part I remember in the beginning where they talked about how a hunter had shot this woman hanging her laundry in the backyard and it was a whole big controversy because the woman wasn't wearing a vest or something. And I thought, wow, you know, what kind of a place is this? But that's like the kind of detail that I would have no idea about. Um, so I, I liked that part of the story. I liked all the stuff with the town and with her and her life, and, and you got the sense of how she lived. Um, I, I don't think I was that surprised at how it resolved because it made sense that at this time, you know, that people would have, you know, the feeling about, about German people and that some people would you know, take it to a, a certain way. So I, I don't think I was really surprised. But like I said, I'm not, I, I don't read that many mysteries. So the rest of you will have to tell me, you know, if you think that this is considered a, a good mystery or not. But overall, and, and the narration was, I thought was excellent. I mean, I, I really enjoyed listening to it as well. So overall, I thought it was it was pretty good. Yeah, thanks, Mickey. It, this is Worlds of Books. My apologies. Uh I knew I shouldn't have mentioned novel ideas when I was talking about eleven twenty two sixty three, and I guess that stuck in my mind. Yeah, you know, I, I, I didn't really consider this really like a like a typical mystery. I mean, it, it had a mystery in that you didn't know what the uh, uh, 
what had killed the German guy uh, until the end. But I mean, this I consider this this is kind of like more like historical fiction. I thought because it was it covered a lot about uh, what ha- you know this prison camp during the war and stuff, and then this, this town in Maine and 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 the local the local. Uh, uh, residents and stuff i thought uh, uh, it focused on that a whole lot more than it did on any mystery and stuff i mean obviously she was trying to to find out the truth but uh i i, I, th- I thought it was very curious uh we've got this this libby is trying to find the truth and she has a hard time uh like telling the truth uh, you know she, she leaves a lot of stuff out and and and, and and lies by omission, you know, throughout the book when she's trying to figure out what's going on and stuff. And I thought I thought that was kind of curious. Uh, uh, tr- truth seems to be getting slipperier and slipperier uh, the, the further along we get. But uh, uh, anyway, I, I, I'll let uh, let others talk. But uh, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't. This is not like a certainly not a thriller kind of mystery, but uh, it was a mystery to the extent that you didn't know. Uh, the ending until you got to the ending. I think every book, that fiction book that you read, has to have an element of mystery in it or you wouldn't read it. I don't mean necessarily mystery slash violence, but it could be mystery, turmoil, mystery, um, anything. You know, there's there's got to be something to make you keep reading. And the mystery here was this brother who was so gentle and so was in fact the one who 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 killed the german who was really the nicest german that, that i mean i i felt really bad when he was killed because he was the interpreter and he was a nice guy and and uh you know not all germans are bad uh not all britons or british are bad not any anybody but I, I, I liked the, the fact that it dealt on the German side for a change. Um, we usually get more into, I mean, I didn't know there was a POW camp in Maine. Um, and it had to be hard on the people to have, have um, made their families go and work there because they were the enemy. And it, it it was just different times and, and sneaking food to them and trying to get them uh, being treated civilly. Um, I, 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 I liked hearing it from the other side, if that makes any sense. You know, I, I understand what you're saying, and I remember a couple of times in the book that they mentioned uh, that, you know, that most of the people that were in the POW camp were really young. They were like very young men and that we shouldn't view them kind of like the enemy. So personally, (laughs) I have a hard time, uh, you know, with that particular point of view. I I, I really do. I think that if you're at war with another country, obviously most of the people that are in the war are are young men. Um, They're not the ones that are making the decisions, but they are, you know, representing their country so and I also I do think that it was a different time then I think there was less information and I think there was a lot of polarization and you know with different countries and whatever and I kind of understand what he was trying to make this point but I, I 
personally, I still think that if you're at war with another country, you're at war with another country, and obviously the soldiers are going to be often very, very young men. So, you know, I I had a hard time kind of having sympathy with them, but I can understand if other, other people do. Well, being very young, they went because they had to go, not because they wanted to. Um, they were conscripted. They were told, you have to go. And it wasn't it wasn't a good time to be in Germany. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree with that. I think, granted, every, they're our enemy, and we obviously have to, you know, keep tabs on them and stuff. But, and clearly, Michelle wasn't advocating treating people inhumanely. I felt sorry for them too. I, I think, you know, it's hard to say you feel sorry for a Nazi, but in any war, there's a lot of kids that just get sucked up into the fervor of things and have no idea what war is really like and that it's not glamour and fighting for the fatherland or the motherland or whatever, and they just get caught up in it. And I don't know. Anyway, I liked the interpreter also. Um, I must say I didn't like the book that much. I think the writer was excellent, and the fact that he chose to write in first person from a woman's point of view was really interesting. Um, I wanted to like Libby, but I really did not like her, nor did I like most of the people in this book. I, I think it kind of sums up to me, like she goes to the library and reads this stuff, smokes a cigarette in the library that she's not supposed to be smoking in, throws it on the ground, and stomps it out on the floor in the library. And this is not in the 1940s. This is in the 1990s where she should know better than that. And I also, the book did a couple of things that I find extremely annoying in, in horror books or in mystery books where she thinks this guy killed her brother so what does she do she goes off to confront him by herself without telling anyone and she goes into his trailer even uh, with no weapon no preparation nothing and she not only does that once she does it twice she does it with the doctor too they could have just talked in the burger king parking lot where she met him but no she agrees to drive with him out into the boonies where there's no one around and he keeps asking her, you didn't tell anybody, did you? And, oh, no, I didn't tell anybody. That I just found extremely annoying. But I was glad that she was able to get out of the situation when push came to shove at the end. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with what you said. I I did also think she was a little stupid, you know, going off on her own like that. It just, it seemed really, really risky. I mean, even if she trusted the person, you know, still, it seemed really risky, but it's so interesting to me because I, I, I don't know if I liked Libby or not, but I certainly had no problems um, having like compassion for her, I guess, because she just seemed like she had a really kind of a hard life, and maybe she chose her life a little bit. But um, I thought that the author did really well at showing what I thought was was pretty realistically the way that these people lived. I mean, they live kind of out out in sort of a rural area, and they're sort of their own little, uh, you know, community, and everybody knows each other a little bit, and, you know, some people annoy other people and whatever. And, and I, I actually thought that he did really, I thought that was, for me, was the best part of the story, was that you had the sense that you were in this kind of main community and, you know, it was isolated and people kind of had to take care of themselves and whatever. So I, I, I definitely like that part of the story. Yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of her or Libby's either, uh, like you, Sherry. I, she, she really didn't she – did she was kind of dim, I thought. And, and I, I get irritated with characters that, that are like that, I think. You know, 
you're exactly right. She had no business at all confronting any of those people that she thought might, might have been the killers by herself. I mean, that's just idiotic. And then I still got irritated because, I mean, in the first of the book, that she has to pull into that gas station, the, and the truck's obviously leaking oil, and it has to be filled up with oil. And they never really explained at the end when it when it threw that rod or whatever it did. But I but but I was thinking she wasn't keeping oil in the thing, and and that bothered me too. Even though I, you know, I'm making this up, it never really said that. But uh, 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 you know, little stuff like that bothers me. And of course, you know that that's more my issue than anybody else's. But uh, uh, that kind of stuff always irritates me. I, I did very much like the name of the book because if you think about it, you got a brother's blood. You got Leon, the brother that gets killed. It's Libby's brother. You got Dieter, who's the brother of Wolfgang, who's the one that gets killed in the war. And then you got the the brother that was killed, uh, uh, the doctor's brother that was killed back during the war by the by the Germans when they when they butchered those American prisoners. Uh, just. Uh, just shot them down and stuff. So I, I thought that was that that was uh, uh, the naming was good and it kind of tied everything together. Well, I think you pretty much said what I was going to say, but I say this is the third book dealing with prisoners of war during World War II. The late from Crystal City, and then there was one about in Mississippi, and here dealing with the must be a bit of nostalgia. But this is real. This was an excellent writer, and it's one of the first few ministries I see dealing with a middle or lower class rural people that you, instead of the stone barringtons and stuff that you read in the usual usual mystery stories but um, I uh, I really I kind of liked it it was a strange ending uh, where she's laying under the tree I mean it <laughs> I think it was a very good one too but uh, it, that was really a different kind of ending. Yeah, I think you're right, Alan. Um, when she pulled into that gas station, he told her if she didn't keep oil in it, she was going to pull a rod. And then, sure enough, that happened later. That was the impression I got, too. Yeah, I think, the like Michelle and Don both said, the, the town itself was really a character. And it was very well written. You really had a sense of the place. I'd be curious if, if you guys liked the town or if it was a place where you'd want to live. Because I did not like the town I it w- would not be a place where I would want to live I didn't think most people were very likable and um what you know I wondered what the author had against dogs she seemed to have a lot of bad things happen to dogs in this book I mean Libby's dog gets killed there was um one time where she pointed out some dog that Libby was seeing out the window this poor skinny black dog that sounded like it was starving and had a doghouse too small for it and then even Tom who was a really nice guy when Libby went to see him, he was yelling at his dog and throwing stuff at his dog. And I kind of felt sorry for the dogs in this book. I would have liked to have seen them get some revenge. Well, you know, keep in mind we're talking about, <clears throat> excuse me, to the 1940s. No TV, a town of, what did they say, 800? Everybody knew everybody. Every Every bit of news that happened, everybody knew you only knew these people. You didn't know anyone outside of the community because you didn't take your car and drive many places. Uh, you, you, had, you were isolated. You were a lot more isolated than anyone would be now because you can always turn on the TV and know what's going on. So here they are, minding their own business, doing their, their, their coal mining or what were they doing. And, um, 
and suddenly they're going to build this POW camp. And this totally turned them upside down. This, this meant that they were basically going to be invaded. There were three or four times as many POWs as there were people in the city. And then, then they had to serve these people, and, and they, were, they were not happy about that. Um, but I, I think looking at it at, in the period, having lived in the 40s, <laughs> things were a lot different. And she wouldn't have had the moxie that we would have now. She wouldn't have been able to reason this through because this would be something totally out of her ken. Yeah, uh, he he did an excellent job of, of portraying the, the town. I thought it, it it would not be a place I would want to live either. I mean, I I, I've, I grew up in, in a city to to the extent Mississippi has cities, but you know I grew up in the largest city that it does have, and uh, I, I just think it's it's just a different life, small town anywhere. I think I would have a hard time in small town anywhere, but uh, especially small town Maine, because uh, there was. A lot of cold and a lot of a lot of nothing up there, but uh, 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 but he did an excellent job of portraying it. So I, I got a good taste of what what I wouldn't want to have to experience firsthand. And uh, you're right about the dogs. And then there was another reference to another dog having been poisoned too that I remember. I don't think you mentioned that, Sherry. And I still want to know what Tom had under his floor that that dog keeps kept scratching the floor for. I thought that was going to be a big secret that they were going to reveal, but uh, I guess that was just. Uh, 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 trying to to to, to whet to whet our appetites for the mystery and stuff because they never told us what the dog was scratching at well that's pretty funny alan i hadn't thought of that but yeah you're right that could have been a dead body under there yeah i can see your point mickey with the 1940s in terms of how people dealt with the camp it's inconceivable how big of a change that would be but libby i mean the book took place in the 1990s so um she would have had access to televisions and stuff like that, and she seemed pretty smart to me. I mean, she's running her own business, which is something that not a lot of women did, and so I would have expected her to be smarter than she seemed to be in, in some of these situations. Um, I know I forgot the other thing. Oh, I thought it was interesting that sometimes she referred to Ambrose as Ambrose, and sometimes she referred to him as her father, and I wondered if anyone else picked up something that I missed. Was there a change at some point where she started calling him Ambrose instead of father? Or had she always done that? Because I, I was confused at first. I thought he might be a stepfather, but no, in fact, he was her father. And I thought, in spite, I, his character was really well-written because it was complex. He was a drunk, and he was kind of a jerk a lot of times, but yet he was the good guy at the camp. He didn't like the Germans either, but he expected his people to treat them uh, with some dignity and certainly not kill anybody. Yeah, I was confused also about the Ambrose because at at one point, I don't know why, I thought Ambrose was also the name of one of the brothers, um, but I, I wasn't sure, and then I thought it was the father. So I think maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention because I did get a little bit mixed up sometimes with, with that particular name. So it definitely wasn't wasn't just you um you know i i don't i've only lived in a city or the suburbs i've never really lived in a rural place although i've been to to maine a number of times um so i'm assuming when i read these kind of stories that they're accurate because he put in a lot of little details that would lead me to think 
that he knew what he was talking about, but maybe somebody who lives in you know that kind of an area would really be able to say if it's true or not. So it seemed it seemed realistic to me, um, and it is interesting because I don't remember when I was in school ever learning about the POW camps in the United States, which apparently, other than the the fact that we interned uh, Japanese Americans and and that that I was aware of, but I wasn't aware about any other national nationalities. And, and there has been a lot more interest lately. Um, we did read a book in fiction, old and new, a while ago. Called Prisoners of War, which had a POW camp in Mississippi, and um, and we did read the Train to Crystal City, and then this book as well. So it is, it's definitely, it's, it's an interesting topic, and I think it's something maybe that you know it should be better publicized. I expect he probably did some firsthand research because I, mean, I don't think Connecticut's too far from Maine, is it? I mean, it's up there in the same part of the country, so you wouldn't have had to have gone too far to actually get some firsthand experience with small town Maine so uh but you know that's speculation I spent the summers in Montana when I was a kid and worked there as a teenager and it's a very good portrayal of rural life there I think we had radio of course which they didn't bring up but that was what you had I grew up in a small town but it was bigger than this town I think because it was a couple thousand people in it sounds like this town maybe it was a couple of hundred people. Um, but, yeah, I would guess the rural nature of the town, especially like in the 1940s, was probably really accurate and probably still today. Okay. Well, you, you know, we've, we've discussed it pretty thoroughly. What did, did, you know, did anybody, was there any kind of character that stood out? I mean, Libby was obviously the, the main character, Libby and, 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 and Leon, and we, we've talked about Ambrose and, and, and you know how, how complex he was. Uh, 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 any other characters stand out that, uh, um, I mean, the, that, that doctor, we, pro- we probably should have known that, that, that he was the bad guy because it, it seems like it's always the people that have the most to, the most to lose that are, that are going to cover stuff up. And, you know, I, you know, I'm being very general, I know, but... Uh, uh, here he is. He's a doctor. He's got he's got money and stuff, and it, it's you know it's it's real easy to to to, to picture them. It, it's the the party that has the most to lose. It seems like that that, that, that seems to, uh, to to do the most outlandish stuff. But uh, I'm trying to think other characters. I mean, they, they touch a little bit on Roland. Is that the guy? She was kind of semi dating. They mentioned him, I think, and there there really weren't a lot of other characters. I, I really did not like Leon that much either, but uh, you know, I give the guy a fair shake. He uh, 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 he was obviously he was obviously pretty pickled, I guess, and and uh, w- was dealing with that. But uh, 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 but uh, any other characters come to mind? There were a lot of side characters, and I thought the author did a good job of develop developing them just enough that you kind of had a sense of them. Like there was a hoppy and a. And that guy Tom, and there was Trudy, who was somebody's wife, or I don't know, somebody they double dated with, and um, the guy that uh, Dubain, the guy that was kind of insulting her. I don't remember if that was his name, but there were a lot of characters in there that they did develop. I even felt like you kind of knew Roland, and I think you're right. We should have suspected the doctor. I did not know who the bad guy was going to be, but I did suspect that the prisoner probably didn't drown. It was interesting that. As much as Libby loved Leon, she immediately wouldn't help this German guy, and he was there 
because of his brother, you'd think she would have maybe had some sympathy for that. And so I almost got the sense that she kind of knew in the back of her mind that something bad had happened and that it involved Leon in some way and she was being protective. It was hard to like Leon, but like you said, you got to cut him a lot of slack for being traumatized by this event and being egged on by these other yahoos. And who knows what he experienced in the military, too, to add to his PTSD. Yeah, that that was what I was going to say. I thought he he did a really good job of, of like painting these secondary characters. Like you could picture these guys sitting at one of the tables in her, I don't know, coffee shop, restaurant, diner, whatever it was, um, and you know the way they talked, and even like when they talked about the guy that she was dating, and they were saying that she really wasn't into it as much as he was, and, you know, the reasons why he really wanted to be with her, and you, he didn't really have to say too much, but you sort of get a real sense of, of this kind of town and the people that lived in the town, so I thought it was, I, I you know, I thought he, that was, like, the part that was interesting to me, the way he developed the characters and sort of the whole sense of the town. I thought he really, really did a good job with that as well. Well, she was an old lady who I mean, she was reasonably old, older, uh, running a business by herself, a hard-bitten... I mean, waitresses can be... have to be pretty... Uh, oh, what's the word I want? Um, strong, because they get a lot of guff. Um, and she was, and and when you think about it, he was, he was a wolf... Wolfgang was her first love. She really had a thing about him, and I think kept it all the way through. Um, I mean, she was dating this Roland, but I don't, I don't think it ever could have gone anywhere because she was not over it either. You, you, you confuse me there because you said she had a love for Wolfgang. Was the brother of the German? So, is that what you meant to say? But. Uh, I'll just before I release the mic, I got I got very frustrated with her because, like I said, she was she was trying to find the truth, but she didn't want to she didn't want to tell the German guy anything at first, like like she had some big secret to hide, uh, and like like Sherry alluded, maybe, maybe she knew deep down the you know that there was going to be some bad bad stuff coming, but hey, uh, I found that a little frustrating, but yeah, uh, and I agree with Michelle and others that have said the, the the character portrayal was very well done. The way she mixed all these these different characters in from the from the town, it really gave you a sense of what the place was like. There was another guy that was in it. A couple of scenes I can't remember his name. I'm gonna call him Skeeter because it was something like that. He was the one that drove up on the snowmobile that time, and uh, uh, I think maybe he was chopping wood in another scene. But I, I really liked the way uh, he, he portrayed. Uh, portrayed him and really did a good job of, of painting the town and the people. You're right. I didn't mean Wolfgang. I meant whatever the POW's name was. That was her first and I think only love. I don't think she, besides her brother, who was supposed also to be 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 have a mental be mentally uh, disturbed, and that was before he even went to war. So who knows? You know, this book is was written like twenty years ago, and I was curious how did how did you come upon the story? Did you read it from twenty years ago, or did you did you hear about it recently? I downloaded it from Bookshare. It looked like it had, was was interesting, and I thought it would be worth the discussion. Uh, it was written twenty years ago, 
I didn't even notice that. Well, uh, I, I appreciate the discussion. I, I think we, we all pretty much, I mean, we all liked uh, a lot about the book and, you know, it, you know, it, it, and certain things we didn't like, but certain things we did. It, 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 was, it was a very, very well written book. I think we'd all agree. And uh, 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 if nothing else, he did an excellent job of, of portraying that slice of what it, where he set the story and, and, and what that POW camp must have been like. Uh, I, I don't even know if there really was a POW camp up in Maine. I'm, I'm assuming he must be basing that on something real, but uh, I, I don't know. That's an assumption. But uh, uh, he did an excellent job of portraying what it would have been like, I think. And uh, I find it very believable that something like the, the event that happened could have happened. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, uh, thanks for recommending it, Mickey. And uh, uh, before we talk about next month's book, I'll see if anybody else has any other comments about A Brother's Blood by Michael C. White. Well, at the end of the book, it said that, yes, there was, in fact, uh, a, a POW camp where he put it. So it's real. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And like you said, Alan, it certainly seems realistic that something like this could have happened at any of the POW camps, given the totally understandable resentment that the Americans would have against the German prisoners. You think they would have separated the hardcore Nazis from the rest of the prisoners? It had been a lot easier. Of course, the British apparently uh, used the Nazis to run the camps in uh, North Africa. So I guess there's different ways of handling different situations. Yeah, that would have been smart. There was one place in Britain where they put Nazi officer prisoners in like a um, big fancy house and treated them very well because they had the entire house bugged. And the Nazis would talk about a lot of stuff that was very vital to British intelligence because they were so arrogant and uh, they thought they were being treated well because they deserved it. Well, I think the North African treatment, that's probably what they did in, for, in various countries that the British colonized. They, they, uh, uh, so I, I, th- I think uh, they tried to co-op them and use them, and of course that didn't make things any better. But I, th- I just think that would have made it easier for everybody. Well, I think one thing's for sure, uh, there's all kind of hell and and any kind of war, uh, war that's ever happened, and... Uh, Information flows real freely nowadays, but it sure didn't uh, flow freely back when this was set. And uh, I'm sure there's all kind of countless horrors that hopefully we'll never have to know about. And uh, uh, and, uh, as as everybody says, the the people that win the wars write the history. And uh, uh, a lot of the information comes out in dribs and drabs. A lot of times it's what what, what they want you to know. So uh, anyway... Uh, great, great discussion. I appreciate everybody's attendance and uh, 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 for, the, for the excellent comments. Uh, next month, I hope you'll come. I'm picking the book, uh, and it's because the author, whose name is W.P. Kinsella, K-I-N-S-E-L-L-A, a uh, Canadian author that wrote a lot about baseball, uh, uh, wrote this book in 1982 called Shoeless Joe. Uh, uh, for those of anybody who knows anything about baseball history, Shoeless Joe was a baseball player that got caught up in a in the Black Sox scandal back in the early 20th century. And uh, 
this is the book that the movie Field of Dreams was based on or, or, or came from. So I don't know if anybody's seen Field of Dreams. I love the movie. And I've always wanted to read this book. And uh, I looked for it back, back in the day when I was still reading print after the movie came out. And it was always checked out. And uh, after I uh, was reading the news the other day and saw that uh, Kinsella had died, uh, I thought, well, uh, I'm going to see if Bard has that. And I'll, I'd like to discuss it on, uh, uh, on, on Worlds of Books next month. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the book I picked. The DB number is 18921. Shoeless Joe by W.P. Kinsella, K-I-N-S-E-L-L-A. I think I read that book 25 years ago. I obviously don't remember it, but I do remember having liked it. You know, there's a really wonderful movie besides Field of Dreams called Eight Men Out, um, which is, um, of course, I can't think of the director, but it was really excellent. It was about the... The 1919, I think Black, I think it was 1919 Black Sox scandal. Um, so I, that's what I thought you were going to say that the movie was Eight Men Out. I was surprised when you said it was Field of Dreams. Yeah, both those movies are really good. I was going to mention the Eight Men Out too, and certainly can't live in have lived in Chicago for years and not heard about Shoeless Joe. He's still pretty venerated. Well, for for those of us that don't know the story, this guy hears a voice that tells him, if you build it, he will come, and he builds a, a baseball diamond in his cornfield, and uh, things take off from there. It's a lot of a lot of fantasy in it, and uh, but I think it's got a lot of uh, kind of life lesson stuff in it as well, uh, at, le- at least the movie did. Like I said, I've not read the book yet, but uh, I, I'm expecting good things from it. One thing that is kind of curious, when they made the movie Field of Dreams, they backed off from legal action, but uh, uh, the James Earl Jones character in that book plays a, uh, 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 an, a, an author that is kind of, uh, well, certainly modeled on uh, J.D. Salinger, who wrote Catcher in the Rye, uh, uh, but he's got a different name, and uh, but... In the book Shoeless Joe, uh, Kinsella actually uses J.D. Salinger's name. I think he got into some legal hot water over that because I think uh, Salinger was fairly litigious, but uh, uh, there it is. So uh, 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 Salinger will will appear in in the book as a character, so uh, we'll see how it goes. And uh, we'll be meeting October 16th. So uh, if there are no other comments, I think we'll get out a little bit early. And thanks again for everybody coming and for your Excellent comments. See you in November. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Mickey, for picking this, and thanks for the great discussion. See everybody later. Good night, all.